0: Welcome to another week of the Sports Block podcast. Here, Nathan Stackin and Travis Crins alongside you, here, my good uh, friend and co-host of this fine podcast, as well as the Twenty Eighty Baseball podcast, both of which can be found on iTunes. By now, you know the drill. the uh, Vikings are one and all, and what a dominating performance! We were just talking about it. This was uh, as good of a performance by the Vikings, especially given that it was a pre- uh, in quite some time
1: was good I do know they played well was a week two to open up the stadium last year against Packer that was 21-14 17-14 21,
0: 21, uh, I think was it 17
1: yeah something, uh, like that. Yes, uh, something like that um, Carolina last year was a pretty good beat down um, yeah good win defense defense was good uh, red zone defense was very good as they usually are. Uh, They rushed the quarterback well. Uh, Bradford looked great. They threw the ball down the field. Um, This was the best game he's played with the Vikings, maybe the best game he's had in his career. Uh, Delvin Cook, kind of a slow start, turned it on at the end. Mm yeah, Latavius Murray, never has to play again, so I was not all Waste of money. I mean, what was it, three years, what do we, three years, $18 million or
0: whatever the hell they're paying on that. So. Three, three years, $15 million, but I believe only one's guaranteed. Yeah. And there's the option for yeah. to safely assume that he's going to be gone after this year.
1: Yeah, that three-year contract's going to be a one-year deal. Uh, McKinnon, uh, McKinnon was all right there. Uh, he's a return guy. Uh, I uh, had a great game. Diggs had some great catches. Um. And this is the best they've Probably, it's probably the best offensive game they played. Uh, played in a played in a good year or two. So that was good to
2: see. Sam Bradford.
1: They get, they defense in football.
0: Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. The, eight new faces on the Saints' defense. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, I think they do. They are going in the right direction on defense, uh, but. It, I think the front seven is actually not terrible. It's the the secondary, apart from Kenny Vaccaro, their safety, that you can really attack. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore is a rookie. They got him, the cornerback from Ohio State, in this past year's draft. Uh, I mean, and Sam Bradford was money all night long. Uh, I mean, I can't remember, you know, just seeing the throws he was making. It to me and I was watching at the at the in-laws so my my father in law is a big Chiefs fan, and he was talking about the game Thursday night when Alex Smith torched the Chiefs and it, it kinda saw similarities between Sam Bradford and Alex Smith's game, just the way they, they you know, last year Bradford was that game manager. He just took the short passes, and that's the same label that Alex Smith has been given. And both guys, at least in week one, threw the ball down the field with great effectiveness, great efficiency, I mean, and accuracy. This was, and you mentioned it, this could have been the best game that Bradford ever played, but I was oh, yes. in, incredibly um happy with the way that he, he delivered the ball stood in there and took some hits and and we mentioned the offensive line was much better they they did have their problems from time to time but um, I was super impressed with Bradford overall and just where he was delivering the ball exactly where it needed to go and Adam Thielen, and Stefan Diggs were just phenomenal
1: a couple of very uh, tight tight catches that were made that were very good. Uh, there were quite, you know, quite a few guys that were pretty wide open, and yeah, he hit them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Saints—they second most points given up last year, fifth worst in yards given up, so they're terrible. Um, yeah, 27 of 32 for 346 yards, three touchdowns, had that one pass should have been intercepted yeah. in the end zone. You know, only one sack, so that was that was very good. Um, I'm more seven and nine, eight and eight. If the offensive line plays like this. They're in the playoffs. But again, it, that's, that's all it comes down to. Yep. They can block a little bit. They'll be fine. But, uh, and we'll, we'll see how they work against uh, against a good team. I still have my doubts that they will for the majority of the season until we get, you know, 13, 13 10, 10, 10 to 12 games in.
0: Well, I mean, they play Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh next week. I don't expect the Vikings to lose, or this upcoming week, I should say. I don't expect the Vikings to win this, you know, this game. But at least for now, There is some hope that you can see from this team. And Drew Brees gets a garbage touchdown late. I don't like that. Overall, I think the Saints are in for a lot of trouble. They seem to be, you know, devoted to this this three running back set. I mean, Adrian Peterson started, apart from the 10 yards he got or the nine and a half right away on his first carry. I don't think he got nine yards the rest of the game. I mean, they bottled him up. Uh... It, you know, between Alvin Kamara or Kamara from Tennessee, the rookie, and Mark Ingram, they're they're running the ball a lot more. They're they're doing more screen passes. Maybe it'll work in the future, but or later on the season. But if you're asking me to look at what the Saints did right now, I don't think this is an offensive recipe for success. Not when you have Drew Brees who can move the ball down the field. But apart from Michael Thomas, who the hell does he have to throw to? I ain't trusting Ted Ginn Jr.
1: They should have not signed Peterson and used that money for defense. Uh, they got rid of Brandon Cooks. Uh, they picked some guy. They mentioned his name. I have no idea, no idea who the hell this guy is or, or what he does. I I, I have no idea. Um, was it that Lewis yeah. number eleven? I have no, I don't know was he a receiver. I have no idea what he does. I have no idea who the hell it was. Like the thirty second pick in the draft, I assume, uh, for Brandon Cooks. Um, so that's not great Vikings gotta go 5-3 this first half of the season yep. um, again with the, with the defense I mean like I said last year if the defense plays like this there's nobody that I don't you know I got, let's play anybody they should keep it close um, yeah the Colts game, Packers game last year those were disasters but um, I mean there's nobody on the schedule here if the defense plays like this um they day, 20 points. It's really, you're going, to, going to be very hard for you to score 20 points on this defense. Uh, there were no turnovers, I don't think, for either side. So uh, good for offense. Um, Pittsburgh, I expected to keep it close. Yep. Uh, they didn't look like they were world leaders against uh, Cleveland. Yeah.
0: Does um, Deshaun Kaiser like Cleveland Browns?
1: Five and three. Uh, things fall right, maybe six and two. But um, it's all offensive line. Uh, Good,
0: good, great, great all-around game. And, I mean, the next Monday night football game that they have, their last Monday night football game of the year, at Chicago Week 5, we remember what happened last year uh, in Chicago. It was absolutely terrible, but... Kevin White's not playing. Uh, I mean, he's he's got injured. He's done for the year. Cameron Meredith's already out. So the Bears are going to be bad offensively. He's out
1: again? Yes. Kevin uh, White is out again. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, let's. What did let's, he do? I mean, uh, scapula a scapula injury. Let Let's get this here. Can I? Maybe if I could pronounce it right.
1: Look, did he play last year?
0: He played four games last year. He's played in oh, five games Christ. now. In three. Three years uh, since getting drafted. Uh, let's.
1: Uh, not ideal. Not ideal. Holy
0: uh, bull. L- yeah. Let Let's see if I can get this here. I was. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll get that here momentarily. Um, yeah. Certainly not. Given
1: white shoulder blade. Screwed up your
0: shoulder blade. Okay. That's yeah. Right so it it is something with the scalpula. Um, yeah, broke your shoulder. Yep. That great. No. So the Bears now are down their top two. I mean. So that. That you were looking in, like, oh, you know, that's a game that the Vikings most likely will trip up on, since they always seem to have troubles in uh, Chicago. But now, maybe that one looks a little bit, uh, a little bit easier now of a game. And uh, you know what? Just the fact that the that the Vikings look good in prime time to me, uh, that speaks volumes, and it proves that you can't always take what um, what happens in Week Three. Well, you could take it with a grain of salt because they looked awful against the 49ers. Yeah, in preseason. Yep. Um, you, and the 49ers looked great. I jumped on that 49ers bandwagon to beat the Panthers this week with Cam Newton, you know, not having played a lot in preseason, thought there'd be a little rust, and uh, they were bad. So, yeah, it's, and it's a fractured scapula for uh, for Kevin White. I just looking here on PFT. So... Yep. Um. don't watch
1: preseason don't watch it if you do don't take any don't do anything don't take right. anything seriously I can't remember maybe you can remember a single preseason thing ever that ever happened with a guy that mattered because I can't
2: hmm um. between a
1: guy that mattered on the roster like oh my I cannot, for the life of me, in a single preseason game, ever. Well, I I can remember. we'll remember Heineke leading the drive to win the game. We remember bullshit third-string quarterback leading the drive to win the game. That's what we remember because that's the only time that guy plays. Other than that.
0: I can't, There's no. I can't remember There's no. if Adam Thielen did anything today. By the way, I mean, I don't know how many times they said it throughout the pregame and the game itself, but uh, Adam Thielen, did you know did he you had a $500 to scholarship to that Minnesota State? To yeah, uh, yep. I think they said it at least a half dozen times between pregame and the game itself. $500 scholarship. Um, but did you know there are two NAIA guys on the Vikings, Adam Thielen's one of them. Went to uh, Minnesota State, Mankato. The other guy, C.J.
1: Division, Division two,
0: Division two. Well, yeah, but isn't that N.A.I.A.? No. Or oh, that's a, that's the Sun, isn't it? I'm sorry. It's the it's the Northern Sun Conference. My my apologies. Division uh, two. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, the Northern Sun. I, I, I apologize there. That uh, they. So you have Thielen from Minnesota State. And you have C.J. Ham from Augustana. So, uh, so there I you go. I did not watch,
1: um, that third preseason game where Michaels and Collins were just butchered to hell, uh, Augustana. so it yeah. That was great.
0: The, the other August, and then they said Sioux City or something, and then I, they didn't even they say Sioux Falls.
1: Same as, as Bengals quarterback Ken Anderson in the 70s and 80s uh augustana illinois i believe was the other augustana mm-hmm. and then they they corrected it after a minute or so so thankfully somebody got in their ear and said yep that that would be incorrect so uh, i mean it's something like that it's on it's on your roster sheet augustana uh, hopefully the vikings put sd in there because uh, people don't know what augustana is so uh bad bad for them but they corrected it
0: so yep uh, so there there you have it. The Vikings, though, with a with a big win, week one over the Saints, there was a lot of doubt. I'll admit I was starting to have some doubts myself. but um, You
1: expected them to win this game. This would have been a huge disappointment to lose this
0: game. Yes, it would have. But I think I'm also vindicated now to some degree. Again, I don't mean to be prisoner of the moment, and it is only okay. week one. But I've said for a while now that this is Sam Bradford's team and I will take whatever Sam Bradford can give them over the potential that Teddy Bridgewater can. You know, Teddy can escape more, maybe he's got a better arm, maybe he can lead this team down the line. But this is Sam Bradford's team right now and he has proven it with his play, you know, last year being able to take the beating that he did and still you know, survive and then what he did in week 1 again Try not to be prisoner of the moment here, but if anyone thinks that Teddy Bridgewater is just going to step in and and be the QB here, not not so fast, my friend. This is Sam Bradford's team. As long as uh, as long as he's playing like this,
1: yeah. If he plays like this, that's good. But obviously, this is ain't going to happen every week. I
0: think he's oh. good. I think he's got a potential to. I mean, he's going to take cons- three hundred fifty yards. That's I'm not good. saying the three fifty, but he's going to take care of the ball. And if, I mean, I think, you know, Phelan's going to have a really good year. Diggs is going to have a good year. I just think that that Bradford, right now, what he can give them week in and week out would be more consistent than what Teddy Bridgewater would, even if healthy.
1: This this surprises me. Last of all, kind of. Um, Last year, he threw for a career high 3,877 yards despite missing a game. Three yep. times, or two, actually only only two times, has he played a full sixteen. Um, so he's never thrown for four thousand yards. Will he this year? Yes. If he plays all sixteen. Yes. His career high for touchdowns is twenty-one. He had twenty last year. Well, he set a new career high for touchdowns. If he plays that,
0: if he plays every game, yes.
1: He needs nineteen touchdowns and fifteen games to do that. So. Yep. It could be the best year, and, uh, oh, wouldn't you know, stacking
0: wouldn't you know? Yeah. It's a contract year. How about it? It's a contract year. How about that? Well, I mean, you know, poor Alan Where Robinson, points? the Jaguars what? What? wide receiver, he tore his ACL in a contract year, so that, that sucks for the Jaguars. Um, by the way, I didn't watch uh, any football on Sunday. I followed along with it. You, know, you didn't. I didn't. Not one down. Neither
1: did I. Good. Um, Neither did I. We Good job. Good job. So I mean, it sounds like we missed just some fantastic games as well. Yes. Just some games. Just <laughs> yes. what it
0: sounds like. Um, I, you know, I was I was away. I was I was on a little getaway with my, my parents and my wife and my brother. So. Um, we didn't get to see any. I was following along, you know, all the games on my phone, you know. So I was I was following the Falcons nearly piss it down their leg against the the Chicago Bears, and I was watching the Jaguars just kick the shit out of Houston. Like it's the Sean Watson time in Houston, except oh wait he might have an ankle injury. I mean, and can you imagine like this Thursday's game? this upcoming Thursday's game, Week 2, between the Texans and the Bengals. Oh, my God. What an absolutely atrocious abomination of a Week 2 game oh. we are going to get here.
1: Bengals should be better. I believe they will do better. I mm. believe they will score points. Um, yeah, Jacksonville. Um, here's what I say about Jacksonville. As soon as they change quarterbacks, putting me on the wagon for Jacksonville. As soon as they get that dog shit of a quarterback out of there, I'm in on Jacksonville. But before then, then no. I mean, he, you, you look at his numbers, that's probably the best game he's ever played. He threw it, I don't know what he threw it, 15 times for 125 yards. He should do that every game. Like, Bradford, if he does this every game, that's great. If Bortles does this, or Bottles does this every game, that's probably a good recipe for a success. He should be a game manager, this guy.
0: Yeah. He should not throw the ball, Leonard, whatsoever. Leonard Fournette was great. The Jaguars' defense is really good. And the um, the Texans have a, just a terrible quarterback situation. I picked them to make the playoffs this year because I thought their defense is going to be good enough here. And you know, I mean, no I mean, at some point, yeah, you're you're going to make it in spite of their quarterback play. But after after seeing what Tom Savage did in the highlights and just following along the, with the game, um, I I think they might be clamoring for, for Brock Osweiler back there, because Tom Savage was uh, brutal. I mean, it was Savage-like the way that he played in there, pun intended. This was awful by him. And, I, I mean, I, I think there's a certain quarterback out there, Krins, I Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, um, I think his name is Colin Kaepernick. I, I, hear, I hear he's available. I hear he's working out. Um... I think he might be available to help this team. Or the Colts, because Scott Tolzien sure as hell can't quarterback a, a, a fucking team at all. Uh, the, pardon the language there. But the Colts were atrocious yesterday. They are an abomination of a franchise right now uh, trying to say that Andrew Luck is, you know, oh, he's, he's coming back with a shoulder. He ain't coming back. Not for a while. Uh, this is bad. The, the Colts are bad. And the Texans, their quarterback situation isn't great if, if Deshaun Watson, uh, if, if his ankle injury is going to keep him out for a, for a few weeks. Colin Kaepernick's available. One of these two teams needs to go for him.
1: I don't think they will. No, they won't. I don't think they will. Houston uh, Houston seems like uh, a good fit for him. With um, I guess they used to have a good defense. We'll see how good the defense is. Um, I mean, Houston has won in recent years with not good quarterback play so um, Kaepernick can do well there just don't turn the ball over and uh, the Colts yeah that's a bad situation because um, even if they're bad uh, it's not like they're taking a quarterback at the f- top of the first round and their defense is atrocious and a couple of teams is in bad spots the Colts especially but um, I think Houston Houston's shown they can, uh, they can get to the playoffs with a terrible quarterback. Uh, the Colts, um yeah, the way they looked or the way they played, I suppose, they look like one of the two or three worst teams
0: alive. Now they did make a trade for Jacoby Brissett last week. Better uh, off with they, him. They, they traded you're better off with him. Right. Yep, and they traded Philip Dorsett, their wide receiver yeah. who's been a bust, uh, a wide receiver the Ryan Grigson era. Um, they traded him to New England for Jacoby Brissett. They, you know, they deemed it uh, Chris Ballard. I think that's their GM's name. Deemed it a more of a long-term move. But uh, I feel like it's kind of like with Sam Bradford here when, when he got traded from the Eagles to the Vikings last year. And you can't expect someone to get up to speed, you know, within a week of coming in, you know, knowing the offense and everything. But I would expect to see Brissett here sooner than later. Uh, I mean, they do play Arizona this week. Arizona lost David Johnson uh, for possibly up to eight weeks with a dislocation in his wrist. Might require surgery. He's getting a second opinion on it. Uh, so that might be a winnable game for him. But I mean, Carson Palmer was bad against the Lions. The, you're, you're right. I mean, this whole week was just full of bad games, bad performances. Uh, exactly what the NFL needs to keep ratings up.
1: I can't imagine anybody. I mean, watching these games. I didn't watch it, and I'm like, yeah, I don't plan on watching it in week two either. This is bad. It was no. The quarterbacks are bad. Uh, I think the under. There's only been two games thus far where the over uh, has has uh, gotten you money. So a lot of uh, games with no points, and uh, one of the games with points was that uh, Colts game where they gave up damn near 50. So. Terrible football all around, and uh,
0: should, should continue. So the, I, I'm guessing the other game, of course, was Kansas City, New England. What was the over-under on the uh, Vikings, Saints? 48. Oh, so it, it hit. Came down,
1: that, I mean, it came down to the final minute there.
0: So it, it hit exactly on.
1: Funny how that works. Yeah, it was, uh, twenty nine nineteen. 29-19? Yep. Yep, 48, so it's, yeah.
0: So, so there and, uh, you go. Maybe
1: you got 48-and-a-half somewhere. But,
0: um, yeah, it came down to the last, last touchdown. I don't uh, – one other point on the Vikings here, and then, and then we'll move on unless there's any other uh, storylines from the NFL that we need to go over. But um, uh, Kai Forbath missing an extra point. That's yeah, it, It's a miss extra point, yes. But Blair Walsh makes three field goals for the Seahawks against the Packers. Uh, maybe he just needs a change of scenery. But uh, do you think it, – it, Forbath almost missed a field goal as well. Uh, do you think there's any reason to worry about the, the kicker position here?
1: No. What is he? 16 of 16 for field
0: goals? 7? Uh, now he's like, was he 18 out of 18 now or something after, tonight, after not Monday night?
1: So I, I'm sure he will miss in a big time spot. I'm sure he will not miss all year long until the most important game of the season in the playoffs that he will miss. But uh, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll go down in the anals a Viking history is another kicker oh Miss a huge kick
0: by the way the, no, of... yeah. the officiating in this game was terrible uh, uh, roughing the passer penalty going low on Drew Brees against Everson Griffin that was an abomination I don't know why there wasn't a targeting penalty against Kenny Vaccaro on Stephon Diggs there late in the first half uh, this was bad officiating, and the officiating was terrible in the Packers-Seahawks game. The Packers got numerous calls. Jeremy Lane, the Seattle Seahawks cornerback, got ejected for throwing a punch, and there was no punch thrown. Uh, Cliff Averill, I think, got caught with a you know illegal block in the back on Aaron Rodgers that borderline at best, but most likely shouldn't have been called. So some bad officiating here, once again uh, dominating NFL headlines.
1: It's it's not pleasant to watch when officials blow obvious calls, and it's something that doesn't make me want to watch. Um, not not good. Yeah, these are these are things that are not good.
0: And Adrian Peterson's stat line, uh, he said had the nine yards right away, and he didn't do shit afterward. he essentially was not a part of their game plan at all but he finishes 6 carries, 18 yards he did have one target on a pass, he went out and the Vikings covered him easily so I don't understand why you would throw it to him there so much ado about nothing, if he gains 500 yards this season I'd be impressed
1: does he finish the year with the Saints?
0: Uh, yes I do think he will
1: i say they release him and he's done
0: ok Right. Again,
1: this is his last year. This is it.
0: Yeah. I, don't, I just don't see how... I mean, he was so motivated, he said. "Okay." Well,
1: here's the thing. Um, Gruden, Gruden was talking him up and all that. And I tweeted out, it's time for people to realize he is not good. He has not been good for a couple of years now. He has not been good. He was not good last year in the five quarters or whatever that he played. He's not good. He's 30, 31, 32. He's done. He's a great running back. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's great. 10 on the 10 best running backs, I would say, pretty easily of all time. His time is done, he should retire.
0: I do wish he would have fumbled. And Breeze finishes with 291 yards and a touchdown. And they were garbage yards. He had 77 yards at halftime, and they think he picked up like 115 or whatever in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was it was garbage. The Vikings did an excellent job against him. So the Vikings, one and all, they joined the Lions and the Packers, one and all, all in the NFC North. Uh, we'll see what happens next week. Here, uh, do you want to go baseball or college football next? As long as we're on the football. Let's okay. Um, Baker Mayfield and the Oklahoma Sooners, the Oklahoma Boomers Sooners, I think is our uh Keith Jackson used to call them. Uh, they're for real. I was not a believer, I am now. After they annihilated Ohio State in the big or in the horseshoe, there, uh, Baker Mayfield plants the flag. He has now said that he regrets doing that, but I would no, just. I I'll, I'll, uh, I'll. He says he's sorry about it. That's, the, that's what I'm reading here. But uh, I wouldn't be after they absolutely took it to Ohio State. Uh, Mayfield was great and thirty uh, one sixteen 31-16 win it was on Saturday night. Excellent game there by Baker Mayfield. And the Oklahoma Sooners got revenge for the loss that Ohio State gave them last year.
1: Yeah, don't don't apologize for that. That was a great asshole move. I loved every bit of yes, it.
0: Yes, me too.
1: I, it was great. Don't don't apologize. Bad move there, Baker. You're 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 a big dick. Just keep doing mm-hmm. what you're doing. I'm sure everybody likes him for the Heisman now. Um, this was the one game I thought Oklahoma would lose. I thought they would run the table uh, beside this. Um, we'll see how they do here the rest of the way. But everybody's hard on Oklahoma right now um Ohio State looked really bad defense looked really bad and uh, JT Barrett looked really bad so um they didn't they I mean their first halves are atrocious they scored three points in the first half they played like garbage against Indiana um I would be I think everybody would be completely fine if Ohio State just lost like three games and got the hell out of the way yes for everybody else but it seems like uh Ohio State and Oklahoma are the two teams the past couple of years that will lose a game early and all of a sudden November comes around and looky here that's the only loss they have and uh, they're right in the mix so uh, we'll see what Ohio State does they looked awful the last couple of years at the beginning of the year so yeah, good for Oklahoma don't lose to Texas this year because Texas is garbage um, and Baker Mayfield probably a lot of people like him for Heisman now so, there
0: you go. I, uh, I I agree with you. I, I kind of wish now I would have gone with my gut and taken Penn State to begin the year uh, if I would have seen this coming from Ohio State. Uh, kind of just buying into what everyone else was saying. And, of course, you take a look at that three-game stretch and Penn State has to go to Ohio State to, to take on the Buckeyes. Uh, I would, I, if I had a do over right now, I'd probably say Penn State over Ohio State. But if I recall correctly, three years ago, Virginia Tech came in to... Columbus, Ohio and beat the Buckeyes and the Buckeyes still found a way to make it to the college football playoff that year if I do recall so it's and we said it I think at the beginning of the college football season in the college football preview show it's better to lose right away than it is in you know better to lose right away in September than it is in late October or November if you're going to lose one game
1: I challenge you Find me at least the worst back-to-back stretch. They've got Army next week. Army's okay, but they're going to pound Army, or at least they should. Um, after that, they've got UNLV, and they're at Rutgers. Mm. So, so that's what Ohio State has coming up. Then they've got Maryland at home. Um, these are four wins. Boom, they'll be fine. mm mm-hmm. uh, In I mean, they got Penn State at home. I think they'd be they win that game. And it all comes down to if, if they can beat Michigan at Michigan. I think that's the game that's going uh, to decide a lot. So I think Ohio State runs the table until they play Michigan. Then we will see.
0: Okay, and then by by virtue, then they would be out of the college football playoff. We're thinking, right? Because no two loss team has ever made it to the college football playoffs.
1: Yeah, I would not see Ohio State with two losses, and they would not. Uh, I would not believe they would win the conference in this situation. With two losses, who knows? Maybe there's a tiebreaker. Who knows? But, um, you know, two losses, unlikely. But if they get to the conference title game with two losses, they'll be in the discussion, I suppose.
0: Yep. Uh, but definitely that was the biggest, uh, biggest statement win of the week by far. Um, well, we'll this was to- a
1: bad week for football. Saturday was bad.
0: Yeah, it here.
1: it, it was here. It
0: was not good. Uh, Oklahoma State uh, pants South Alabama on Friday night. Uh, Purdue looks fairly good this year. I'll just say it right now. It looked per- all right. Purdue looked all right, man. So uh, there's there's reason to think that Purdue might be competent in the in the Big Ten West. I mean, did you see Minnesota Pants uh, Oregon State there in the second half? I don't know if if that- I
1: watched this game. I watched the second half of this game. And uh I loved they ran the ball something like twenty times in a row, twenty two times yep. in a row. I and thought that goal. was great. Yep. I thought that was fantastic. Their quarterback is garbage like it always is. Um I thought, yeah, run the ball, they weren't stopping it. That was great. Most points I think they've scored on the road in oh. almost forty years, yep. like nineteen eighty. So yep. that was outstanding. Um I think they're gonna be, you know, five and 6 and zero here or 5-1, 6-1. and, one, six and one. They got Michigan State, kind of that only tough fish game. And, um, so we'll see how they do. But, uh, yeah, again, I think it's going to be a good start. And like it always is, last four or five games are pretty tough. So yep. um, good win there. Somehow they were a two-point underdog to Oregon State, who is absolutely bad.
0: Clemson-Auburn, to me, didn't seem like a great game. I mean, Clemson did win 14-6. to Was this more of a just a, a defensive battle, or did the offenses really struggle?
1: Uh, Clemson had 11 sacks. That defense looked pretty damn good. Um, Kelly Bryant, Clemson quarterback, got hurt for a time, but he came back. Yeah, this was a garbage SEC-type game. Um, Quarterback for Auburn, Stidham, was was garbage. 13-27 for 79 yards. This was a boring-ass game, but a good win there for Clemson against an Auburn team that's probably going to win eight or nine games. Um, yeah, Clemson, I said last week if I could have one do over, it would be to put them in the playoff over Florida State. And, um, I think they got the biggest game this week against Louisville, so that's kind of a. The big game for next
0: week. And that is going to be the Saturday night primetime game. And that, I believe, is only because Miami and Florida State are not playing this week. They will be playing October 7th, I believe now. That, of course, is due to Hurricane Irma as it's still pounding uh, Florida as of Monday, anyway, uh, Georgia Notre Dame. Georgia wins twenty to nineteen. Impressive win, I would say, for the Georgia Bulldogs, considering they didn't have their starting quarterback, uh, Jacob Easton. So, uh, good win for the Bulldogs there over the Fighting Irish.
1: Good little finish there, where they sacked the uh, quarterback for Notre Dame, Brandon Wimbush, was the quarterback. Twenty to nineteen. I thought Notre Dame would win
2: uh, did because
1: of that uh, injury situation. Uh, Situation, my pet peeves are, especially in college, teams punting late with like five minutes to go in a fourth down situation. Um, There's a situation that Notre Dame was in, and uh, they did get the ball back at the end. But let's see here. Uh, Yeah, they punted. It was, uh, let's see, fourth and ten from their own 25. So fourth and 10 from their own 25, a tough spot. They punted with three minutes left. They do get the ball back. It was a perfect uh, situation. They got the ball back at their own 19 a minute and a half later, just under two minutes to go. So in the end, I guess it ended up being the right call, I guess. Um, but yeah, they, they were driving there a little bit. They completed a pass for 17 yards. On uh, second down, but then the uh, strip sack ended the game, so we didn't get to see what could have been a good finish. It um, is a bunch of, I mean, the points. What the hell happened to points? Not Nobody in any football game scored any points this week.
0: Um, I believe it, uh, I, I don't know. I, Hurricane Irma and Hurricane Harvey washed them away. Apparently. Uh, apparently. US, back to- UsC, a very good win over Stanford, 42 uh, 24. The USC, it seems, uh, played much better in this game than they did against Western Michigan, though Western Michigan is a very good team. Uh, Maybe did people overrate Stanford a little bit after... Uh, their Week One blowout win over Rice in New Zealand. I don't know, I and mean, maybe they were a little overrated to begin with this year, or is it just that USC is that much better, uh, and that we are still going to? We just saw the opening act to what is going to be Act Two in the Big or in the Pac-12 Championship game.
1: I think I'm I talked last week about the polls and number one, uh, number two, losing a one, and all that crap. Yep. I'm not going to fault the team for losing to you know like an Alabama, USC. I'm not going to fault them. I mean, this was 42 24. Know, they stuck with them uh, for the first uh, two, two and a half quarters. Um, I think this is the only game that they lose. Stanford, uh, Stanford looked good enough to me. Bryce Love, he's great. He had a 75 yard run in that game. Uh, Sam Darnold looked pretty good. Could have a couple turnovers, but um, impressed with Stanford going point with point with them. Until the fourth quarter, they didn't. Nobody scored in the uh, in the third quarter after a lot of points in the second quarter. So, eleven point game with ten minutes to go. Uh, I think Stanford. Stanford played played decent, and uh, I think they run the table here the rest of the way.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, I I'm okay with that. I guess I I just I'm still not quite buying the Stanford. I I reserve the At right. Least,
1: like, we think USC's are at least, and we think they're making the playoffs. And I have to win the national championship game, losing. So I think quite highly of
0: USC. As do I. Yep, I have them going undefeated and winning it all. So, um, I, I but I just, I guess, I was thinking that you know, if, if I really want to buy into Stanford, go ahead, um, go ahead. I, I just wanted to. S- See a little more out of them, but it's it's a tough game against USC. And guess what? Stanford has to go to San Diego State next week to take on the Jackrabbits. Um, yeah. it, it, I know it's, it's the Aztecs, but uh, it's it, that's going to be a tough game. They have not played in Palo Alto yet this year, so just that's right. just a. Uh, just to give people a little bit of a taste of what's going on. Now you stayed up for very
1: very interested in two weeks, hopefully they beat SDSU. I wanna see what they do against UCLA. I wanna see I hope they pound UCLA something fierce.
0: Yes. Uh two um, weeks. The, the no, you said you stayed up for Minnesota and Oregon State.
1: Oh, the best thing I saw second was the goddamn latest game of the night. Yes, this was the best goddamn thing I saw.
0: Yep, that's what I was asking. Washington State Freeze. against Boise State, Freeze. triple overtime here. Boise yeah. State has what a thirty-one to ten lead with with you know, like ten minutes know what, to go. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's uh it's ten minutes eight minutes left here. They're up thirty-one to ten. Washington State scores a touchdown here that's fine okay 3117 then two minutes and change later they get an interception I'll ask you because I didn't see it at this point did oh my like, did like why was Boise State throwing it in that particular position like with a 14point lead wouldn't it just be better to just run the football and run it out was this a third down what what, what sort of position were they in where they decided it would be a good idea to throw it
1: I haven't confirmed this. I believe Marcus Traxler has confirmed this, so I'll believe him. I can look it up here real quick. Quarterback is uh, Rippon's kid was out.
0: Yes. And he yep. seems both, to be okay. Both quarterbacks, both starting quarterbacks left the game due to injury.
1: And Luke Falk played poorly, was pulled because he was playing so bad, which was surprising. Then they put him back in there, and he got murdered and didn't play the rest of the game. So the backup came in, and he was great. This backup they had for Boise, he was apparently the quarterback for Kansas two years ago. Montel
0: Cozart. Yep.
1: This this guy sucks. Kansas quarterback for Christ's sake. Well, a backup, okay. He's a backup. He's a grand transfer, I believe. So there's that.
0: I mean, he did the, play at Kansas, play, so that should that should tell you something.
1: Don't need those guys. Don't need those guys. Don't need your Purdue quarterbacks. Uh, you don't need your Kansas quarterbacks. This was a terrible throw. He was—it was one of those throws where he's going down. He's going to get sacked, and he flings it out there. And this got picked off. This had no business being thrown. Poor decision that cost his team the game down the line. He was terrible. This was a, hell of a comeback by Washington State. Um, this game got over like at 1.30 in the morning. This was uh, not much in the first uh, first three quarters, but those last five to ten minutes were great. Um, Boise. Completely, completely uh, messed their pants on this one. Shit the um, bed. Over, they did. They shit the bed big time. Uh, overtime, what, what three overtimes? Yep. that was fantastic. Good um, to see Boise State actually score a little bit there because it looked like they were all done. But uh, hell of a hell of a comeback there for Washington State. That was by far the last ten minutes of that was the best thing football wise I saw all all week.
0: Yeah, and you did stay up for the entirety of this game then.
1: I saw the end of it. Yes, that was okay. the only thing that was uh, going on again. We got Houston, uh, Arizona. I think had an over under of seventy. That was garbage.
0: Yeah, Thirty five. We Min- got half that. Good job. Good job. <laughs>
1: terrible. He had Minnesota, which was a-, a pounding in the second half. There was one other game that was not not great. So this yeah, this was the only game line at the end there. And I don't know. It would finish up the day. And uh, yeah, Boise State terrible. Some great passes. Um, to, from Washington State, they, they made have come back like a year or two ago at Boise State. I think Boise State ended up winning, but they came back from like two or three touchdowns then. So, um, and yeah, this was this was fantastic. Oh, and uh, Rod Gilmore was doing the game. I thought he was great. I thought he had a career day. And uh, there's some guy for Washington State like a six eight three hundred and fifty pound bocina of a man named O'Connor. And I guess his nickname is The Continent. And Gilmore kept talking about, what do you do here? Well, you run behind The Continent. And they never would. He's like, what are you going to do? you got to run behind The Continent. And uh, me and Marcus were watching the game, and they are like, Jesus, this is... He was getting annoyed by it. I couldn't get enough of it. I thought it was great.
0: Uh, speaking of great uh, commentators, Tony Romo on Sunday, oh, help. By, by all definitions, by all accounts, had a stellar debut in the booth alongside Jim Nance. So there was a lot of pressure on Tony Romo, and he did marvelous from what I've heard uh, in accounts here uh, regarding the, the Raiders-Titans game. He was saying exactly what the quarterback was, was looking at. You know, uh, I think Carr or Mariota was picking on one of the cornerbacks and looking exactly his way. Uh, it's, Romo had a stellar debut as well for CBS. I
1: only saw that two minute clip on Twitter. Yep. Uh, he saw it too. Um am sold. That's all I needed to see from him. I've never, I have, have you ever seen a guy do that, what he did? No. I've never seen it.
0: No. Never. Did, did Phil Simms ever? At least, could, could Phil Sims even do it?
1: No. We have watched at least 10 or 20 football games in our lives, and I've never seen anybody do what he did. No less than what he would say a dozen times. Uh, I don't know what, if he did this the entire game, or there were more clips than this, but there were probably a dozen, 10 to 12 times, where he said, they're going to run right, they're going to run left. They did exactly what he did. This was amazing. If he's on next week, you know, we got that game, I didn't watch it. If whatever game he's on, and hopefully it's a game we get because they're the number one team, I'm watching this son of a bitch next week or whatever the hell it is. That's how
0: goddamn good he was. Yeah, I'm pulling up the schedule here right now. Um,
1: We get a lot of Bronco
0: games here, so it's Broncos. Oh, it's Broncos-Cowboys next week. That's on Fox. So, unfortunately, we'll get to here. Troy. I assume
1: assume CBS doubleheader
0: next week? Nope, nope. It's it's Fox. Fox is carrying the first two. Again? Yeah.
1: Oh, for Christ's sake.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I tell you that that's it's going to be Cowboys Broncos on Fox. Is that a late game? That's late the, game? Yep. That's a that's a three o'clock game. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up week two. The Vikings, year.
1: Vikings Steelers will be uh, the noon game on Fox.
0: Yep. Yep. uh and Chiefs should be play. Uh, the Chiefs play the Eagles. That that game also should be on Fox.
1: Well, Jesus Christ! Right. So what are we getting on uh, CBS? What did uh, you get? We got uh, Oakland and Tennessee
0: yeah that's uh, oh boy what uh, I believe check that, again
1: the old TV sister yeah that, well, I
0: don't know if I, I mean 506 sports comes out with all of it here I have not it, seen it
1: was, odd, it was an odd week this week because the Vikings were Monday night Broncos were uh, Monday night, the, the, Green Bay was your 330 game, Chiefs were on Thursday night, so yep. uh, but, were, uh, but, D- D- Detroit was on well, Fox right with that. And
0: Miami and Tampa were supposed to be on, of course that didn't happen due to Hurricane oh. Irma uh, in North Dakota and like in the Fargo area in, into Moorhead, we got uh, Kansas, or we got Philadelphia Washington because of Wentzmania Oh my god, and, sorry uh,
1: for you sorry for you <laughs>
0: Carson Wentz that's at least played pretty well for Washington. He, he played... Here's
1: pre- am I'm, I'm betting that I... We get Patriot Saints. We get Patriot Saints on Kello, on CBS. I got to assume that they'll be there. So, between the Vikings, Pittsburgh, I want to see this Romo guy talk football. I yeah. got to... I, I have... I mean, that's got to be the game. has to be. Saints and Patriots.
0: Yeah, I, I would have to imagine as well... Uh, yeah, I, I just... I mean, maybe they want to do a Jets game. I don't know, just for... Oh, okay. I mean, that's easy practice, right?
1: Like, I would, um... Like, I don't know, like, if talking talking to folks today, like, is this something that these guys just know and you're not sharing it? Or they're like, don't do this, don't spoil the play for us? Is that, I mean... Or is, there, or is he just the greatest ever? Or he just came off the field? Um, all these, here's, here's what I want. I want from my analyst exactly what he did. Tell me what's going to happen. Don't tell me after the fact. I can see that. I can see what the hell happened during the play and after the play. Tell me before the play what's going to happen. And that's what he did.
0: Yeah, he's he's psychic. That's... That's the only way.
1: Well, you know, I'm sure he watched, he wanted to prepare like a son of a gun, and he watched all the film, like all these guys, apparently all they do is watch football. And this paid off. Oakland, Tennessee, not two teams, I imagine. He's real goddamn familiar with playing with Dallas for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I thought this was amazing. There was one. Um, Of course, we had Mr. Schottenkirk say, oh, you know, the blitzes, you could have, from a mile away, you could have seen them. No, that's bullshit. There was one play, I think it was 42 seconds in, on the two-minute clip. There's just two linebackers standing there. He's like, see these guys? They're going to blitz. Those guys, they blitzed. I I mean, it's, who the hell would have known that? They're just standing there. It's not like they're creeping up on the line. He said it. They blitzed.
0: It was amazing. Did, uh, the the conspiracy theorist will say that someone was kind of no, tipping no. him off. But I mean, you can't even do that. I mean, there, there's just no way remotely possible. The only well, they're,
1: they're and shifts and, and receivers going in motion and check downs and kills 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 and all
0: this stuff. The only other possible game that I could see them doing would be Dolphins Chargers. The the LA has, debut. And you have Miami with Hurricane Irma but I I'm with you. I mean they, no, CBS and Fox normally have their their guys in place for the first patriots. month. Patriots. It's got to be Patriots and Saints. There's just no other yep. game worth a damn uh, that 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 would be worth worth going to. So yeah, I absolutely agree. It's got to be patriots Saints but 506 will come out with. Um, you know the, the full map and everything, so I hope we get that game. Indeed, one one last thing on the Gophers, quick, just to, to go back there. Tyler Johnson is a is a speedster, the wide receiver for the Gophers, had four catches, 127 yards, and a touchdown, and that's good. And I'd like to present a quote to you from uh, oh my. Oregon State head coach Gary Anderson. <laughs> He came from Wisconsin. I think at the at the time we all thought this was a questionable, a bad move. Uh, it's not a lateral move. It's a step down. You're going Oregon State. Uh, Oregon, even on a bad year, is still you know top dog in that state. Here's here's what uh, Gary Anderson said. Uh, the one and this and this is the the article that the, the reports from the AP leading in this, the, the AP says the one and two start to the season the lone victory a narrow win over FCS Portland State has the Beavers scrambling for answers. Gary Anderson, head coach of the Beavers, says, "quote Absolutely not what I expected in any shape or any way, shape or form. That's on me, not on these kids. We'll keep fighting. The football team is not playing well, and it's a football team I'm in charge of." End quote. Um, blah, duh. I mean <laughs> did anyone expect Oregon State to be worth a damn this year? Uh, this is exactly what we expected isn't it? How the hell they were a two and a half point favorite on the Gophers is uh, beyond me
1: Public had to see that Buffalo game and say no that's not great and it's on the road. That's the only thing I could imagine. And the first half was close. Um, Gophers got out to they got out I think to a couple touchdowns late. Oregon State came back they were, they were lucky to beat Portland State, for God's sakes. So yes. they could barely easily be 3-0 and or 0-3. Apparently he thought it was too hard to recruit at Wisconsin, the only D1 program in the States, and a team that just churns out 10-win seasons every single year and always on has won that division every year except one, and they'll do it again this year. Stupid move for him. I mean, Oregon State, I mean, that's if we're talking on a thing where we want to do you know, the worst four or five teams play in a bowl game, they're in, they're, they're in that thing. They're right in that thing.
0: Could, Terrible. Could, could Arizona join them in their own conference?
1: Not, well, they lost to Houston. They're not looking too hot. Obviously, Kansas and uh, Rutgers would yep. be in that mix. Um, Boston Jerry College Kill can had I had throw a, them in. Yeah, they're not good. They can't score any points. Uh, Jerry Keel had another seizure. I think yes. It was Monday. Um quit coaching football if this is the cause of it. This is this is bad, especially at a, at a school like Rutgers. My heavens. My heavens, sir. It's bad. Yeah, Oregon State's terrible. And they've had like one good year since we've been alive. So.
0: Yeah. Not not good. Anything else from the college football weekend that, that caught your attention at all?
1: Um, LeVar Jackson is still the best player. Best quarterback. Um, Louisville, North Carolina was a good game points 47-35 Jackson had his usual great game and um, it was just surprising that he won I don't know because he won it last year so I guess he can't win it this year but um, maybe Clemson they're going to be right in that mix and I've got a bunch of one loss teams and Louisville would be one of those one loss teams um, not impressive against Purdue or North Carolina but uh, Purdue seems to be okay and uh, North Carolina let's what they are but, uh, yeah, Louisville, if they can win, which um, I think they might be able to beat Clemson this week at home. Uh, and also, no, no reason why Florida and Florida State could not have played their games. You want to be careful. But I, the storm didn't get there until like 2 a.m. I, I, they,
0: they, they I, I think they did it, though, more because of the heavy amount of traffic and the and the security. I mean, the, the roads and the highways are already – Loaded, yeah, and I, I think it's more. I'm fine with Florida canceling their game. I, I, I'm a little questioning more Florida State. Speaking of that, um, I was hoping to take Indiana this week in the pick 'em. Has um, Charlie already taken them? Uh, I no. Uh, Indiana's is not playing Florida International. That game has been canceled, as well as UCF and Georgia Tech. So uh, those are the two games that are being affected by Hurricane Irma. At least that's what I've got so far. I don't know. Here's, here's what I question Florida International plays Alcorn State In Birmingham, Alabama Friday night yes,
1: They played that game, yeah yes.
0: yes Why the hell would you play that game And yet a week later You say, no We're not going to play Indiana The storm's going to be gone here It's
1: in Indiana?
0: It is Storm in today. Indiana Yeah, I yeah, should
1: probably play that game
0: I mean I, I get it. It, it 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 this you know Far be it for me to say, hey, uh, I mean, this is the this is a bad decision because I'm not in the hurricane here. I don't know exactly what's going on. I mean, the Keys got pounded. It does sound like – I mean, Miami, of course, did get hit with a lot of rain and wind, but the worst I don't think was – I mean, they were expecting a direct bullseye, and the storm shifted to the west uh, and hit the Keys really hard, which is not good. And hopefully, you know, thoughts and prayers, again, with everyone there, just like we did with Harvey, this is not a good situation. All of Florida – has gotten nailed uh, by this storm, but it is a week later. the game is in Indiana. If you were so concerned about a game against Alcorn State leading up into the game and into this storm because they played it Friday night at six. so I don't know if they when they got back or if they got back you know Saturday before the before the storm made landfall, I'd assume they did. But I I guess I really question this. US I mean UCF canceling the game against Georgia Tech. Uh that that to me is a little bit surprising too. I get that you want to help the community and uh it, it's it's all about safety first. Uh but I don't know if Orlando got walloped as you know that bad. I, I guess I Again, I'm not, I don't want to doubt them at all with, with what happened with Hurricane Irma. And, you know, again, it's all about safety first. And, you know, I'd rather, you know, you'd be safe and make sensible decisions. But to me, this seems like we're they're, they're canceling games faster than what is necessary.
1: If it was at home, I could understand. If it's in Indiana, I can't understand that. I mean, they would leave on Friday for that game, I would imagine. Um maybe it's four or four days. I mean, things should be, you should be able to fly out to wherever you have to fly out of. In that time, um, I'm sure certain places will be without electricity for uh, a week or two. Um, So that's not great, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you here. I don't know why these games had to be called, especially in Indiana, in Indiana. and I think again, Florida and Florida State. I think could have played, and those teams they played could have left. They played Monroe. Florida State did. If you have to take a bus, you got to take a bus.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: could have gotten out of there in time, but um, whatever. That's, that's their decision.
0: This is an unprecedented situation that we have present here. I mean, the fact that it's you know again that you have two Category Four hurricanes hitting. Uh, the U.S. in a span of two weeks is something we haven't seen in our lifetimes. Uh, and UCF had to cancel last week's game against Memphis. So, I mean, they're going to be down two games here. The, now one has to question about the bowl eligibility sort of deal here. Uh, that's very minor in the grand scheme of things. But I I, I guess I, I, I understand, but I don't understand. I just – I get that you want to get the whole area back under, you know, nor- back to normal. Help the cleanup process. Help the healing process. But um, I, I, I guess I just don't necessarily get it if you know the storm is going to be out of the area well in advance of Saturday. Um, I mean, totally is, is, is Florida going to cancel their game? I mean, Florida State. But to be fair, then I guess Florida State and Miami, like I said, they are they were supposed to play this week. They're rescheduling to October seventh. I kind of get that. So I guess by the same token, I can't criticize Florida International and UCF without you know in exchange saying, hey, why why can't they play this game? This is a serious storm here, um, and, and so I get it. But at the same time, again, Florida International is playing in Indiana. You don't have to, um, it, it, you don't have to worry about, you know, se, you know, security or you know, police officers, you know, working at the game because it's going to be in Indiana. So, I I don't, yeah, I, don't get I don't get it. Get it so, I guess
1: they would have to explain that to us because. It would seem to me you should be able to fly out of that area by Friday. I mean, weird. Very yeah. weird.
0: And, again, I'm not on the ground. Um, I'm watching the Weather Channel. So, I mean, I, I get that there's a lot of damage there. Uh, but, I mean, that would be like Houston saying, hey, we can't do the same Houston State game or the UTSA. or, or Yeah, I guess it was UTSA, Texas-San Antonio. And that'd be like them saying, "Yeah, we're still we're still recovering here." So Arizona, we can't play you. I doesn't make sense. I mean, but they did. Uh, so I guess I don't. I get it, like I said, but I don't get it. Um, I, I'll leave it at that. It's just you know this is the right call here, but it does uh, screw up with our pickems, and now I'm gonna ah. have to I'm gonna have to take another good team in the Big Ten this week that I don't really want to and get stuck with Indiana in a week that they're going to get crushed. So, not not good, but yes. Um, Overall, uh, next week, the college football slate, uh, SDSU, the Jackrabbits play Drake. That's going to be a a shit-kicking if I ever saw one. Uh, You have Louisville against uh, Clemson, as we mentioned. College game day will be there. Uh, any other games that uh, really
1: Florida and Tennessee it might be played in Atlanta we'll see if it's played in Florida this should be a dandy with Florida's defense so
0: oh Florida's gonna kick the crap out of them
1: another another terrible week for games it appears uh, with those two maybe um, playing a Texas USC I would love it to see a 50 point grubbing in that Stanford SDSU is on CBS Sports Network so that's awful but uh, thus far, not uh, not a great second, third week of the year. Uh, East Carolina has looked absolutely awful. They host Virginia Tech, so uh, take care of your business there.
0: Oh, yeah. Don't, Vatek, don't be losing to the Pirates this year. Not at all. Um, game of interest to me, I guess, Kansas State at Vanderbilt. I picked Vanderbilt at the beginning of the year to beat K-State. I highly doubt that's going to happen, but... I would certainly like to see something happen there. And then Oregon at Wyoming, uh, as you mentioned, I think that's a very intriguing game there. Um, but, yeah, otherwise we really don't have a whole lot to go on here.
1: first half against Nebraska was great. They scored six, six touchdowns, did not score in that second half. Nebraska almost came back to win. I think Oregon goes 9-3. and three. Their offense looks good, but uh, they got to be a little bit more consistent his quarterback, he looked all right. So, that was an all right
0: game. Yes. So, um, yeah, there we go, college football, live and well. Uh, Major League Baseball, the, the Minnesota Twins kind of hit the skids the last couple of games against the Kansas City Royals over the weekend, but the Angels aren't, uh, aren't doing much. Uh, before we get to the major storylines of, of baseball right now, which is the Cleveland Indians and Arizona Diamondbacks and Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, what do you make of the Twins and how how are they going to do going forward here?
1: Another well, week, Twins again, head by game, game and a half. Seems like every time we talk, they're head by game. Um, they got an easy schedule. They've got San Diego for two this week, and they've got Toronto. They always have trouble with Toronto, but. They handled them a couple weeks ago up there, two out of three. Should be fine. Again, I think they're making the playoffs. Um, They've got the Yankees next week, which I'm looking forward to a whole hell of a lot. Seven of their last ten are against Detroit. Detroit's a dumpster fire right now, more than usual. I think they still got three more games against Cleveland. But, uh, again, those Detroit games, you, you show me what they do against those Detroit games, those seven games in Detroit. You show me their record. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you if to make the playoffs.
0: Man, I hope I hope they do. Uh, it was, you know, it sucked to see them lose two of three to Tampa Bay, but at least the Angels—they uh, didn't really take care of business last week, so so that's good news there, I guess. Um,
1: Angels have a tough schedule. They play uh, Houston, I think six times. I think they also have Cleveland on the schedule as well. So uh, nobody has an easier schedule than the Twins uh, left remaining. So that is positive news.
0: Very, very. Uh, meanwhile, the Cleveland Indians, as of the recording of this podcast, 19 wins, 19 straight wins. Uh, I, I don't even know what to say about this team anymore. This is the team, the, the Indians team, that I, I expected to see almost all year. Of course, not winning 19 straight games, but everything's coming together. They have been the... Beneficiaries of some very easy scheduling, I uh, I would say. You know, Baltimore. You know, aside, Baltimore is not even that good, but you're playing the Chicago. White Sox, the Tigers, so everything's kind of falling into place for them. But uh, still, what we're seeing from them is awfully impressive.
1: They beat the Tigers Monday, eleven to zero. Yeah. Nineteen in a row. If they sweep them, it's twenty-one in a row. They have Kluber going Tuesday. 21 is the all-time record set by the Cubs like in the 30s. Um, Oakland and 0-2 won their 20 games in a row. The Twins stopped that streak. This is very impressive. They don't have the best record. They've beaten, uh, they've gotten ahead of Houston. Um, they've had six shutouts in this streak. Uh, 14 teams have six or less shutouts all season. They've had six shutouts in three weeks. Um, we're only 11 days into September. They've already they're already twelve and zero, um, and yeah, they're going to win hundred games here. Um, great run for them, and um, yeah, I mean they—they are a favorite Tuesday. Last night, look, they were a minus four twenty favorite. Um, minus two hundred is a large favorite in baseball. If you get Kershaw pitching against a bad team, it may threaten minus. Two fifty minus two seventy five. They are at minus four twenty. I have never seen a baseball game with a betting line like that. I've never seen a team be that big of a favorite ever in
0: baseball. Yeah, it,
1: they have Kluber, Kluber going tomorrow.
0: It's phenomenal. Uh, and then you have
1: just, just, just the, the biggest favorite in the NFL next week is Oakland. Oh. over the Jets
0: 17 and minus and a half points eight. is that the is that the line right now
1: 13 and a half very minus 800 uh, straight up Seahawks the home against San Francisco is at minus 650 again Cleveland was at minus 420 those are the only two football games they are a bigger favorite to beat Detroit Tuesday than Arizona is to win at Indianapolis
0: Wow. Well, and that's not even good considering David Johnson's out for, for Arizona. But, um, yeah. What's
1: the latest here? Uh, it's it's a minus 420. I cannot explain to you what a massive. That is. The, the, the biggest other favorite, the other biggest favorite on Tuesday, they're at minus 420, which means to win $100, you have to bet 420. That's what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kershaw faces the Giants, and Johnny Cueto. Giants are awful. Kershaw is at minus 255.
0: Well, That let, is the
1: second biggest favorite. Let And again, let, 255 before 20.
0: Massive. Let's be fair. Before I get to the Diamondbacks here, let's be fair regarding the other end of the spectrum, and that would be the Los Angeles Dodgers, who, after Sunday, had lost 10 in a row. I mean, they are falling like crazy. The Diamondbacks Fantastic. are the diamondbacks are coming close they aren't going to win the nl west uh, barring an absolute miracle but this is not a flash in the pan here this is not just some sort of like oh hey the dodgers are going on a little skid they can figure this out here all good teams do it something's wrong something's wrong in the valley and uh the dodgers they do not look like a team that's going to uh, that is a a lock to win the nl and get to the world series and even the, like they were the prohibitive world series favorites here you know, a month ago, now not so much. I this is not a good team right now.
1: They have lost fifteen of sixteen. Um, if they lose and Arizona wins, it's down to eight. I'm very excited about. I I, I would like it to be. I, I would I like to get down to four in the final week. Just what happens? Mm-hmm. Dodgers show up with the Rockies. Yeah, they're they're not even a lock to get the one seed anymore. They were they were challenging the best record of all time. Now Washington, who's playing well. Washington's won 7-10. They've clinched the division already. They're four games back of the Dodgers. Cleveland's four and a half back. I mean, Cleveland has gained 15 games in 15 days. They've gained almost 20 games in 20 days on this team, uh, which I assume is, I hope they do best overall record for the World Series, which I can only assume is what they will do. Yeah, but they're four games ahead of Washington, and they play Washington this weekend. So that could be gone by this weekend. They could not have the best record in the National League. I mean, everything is bad. Their pitching is terrible. They're giving up freaking 10-run game. They're getting swept by Colorado. Arizona just killed them in six straights. Um, the Padres swept them. They can't do anything. They can't pitch. They can't hit. This is the complete opposite of, of the Indians. I, I can't imagine we've seen two teams like this these two streaks. Last week, we had never seen two teams like Arizona and uh, Cleveland win 14 in a row is what their streaks were up to. That Mm -hmm. had never been done. Two teams had never done that at the same time. I can't imagine we've had, you know, a team win 19 in a row and another team lose 10 in a row, 15
0: or 16. They're awful right now. Yeah, yeah, and the, like you said, the Diamondbacks have been playing great here. Tripped up, what did they lose? Did they lose two of three to the Padres this weekend at home? That's not good.
1: Yeah, my Padres, which I thought was the worst team in baseball, they're still not good, but uh, they're not going to lose 100 games. Well, so they better than the deal. Phillies
0: and Giants.
1: Phillies and Giants, uh, that's going to come down to it, folks. They're both probably going to lose 100 and well, two, 103 games. So that, that's not good. And uh, the White Sox... What do we got on the White Sox? White Sox probably won't lose 100 if they'll come off the damn close. They'll lose like 99.
0: Any change then in who you think is going to make the playoffs from last week?
1: No. I mean, Twins are your wild card, playing the Yankees. Uh, I still think it's Arizona and Colorado in the wild card. Um, that Central's gotten close with the Cubs. Two up on St. Louis, two and a half on Milwaukee. My dream scenario is to have Colorado the Cubs the Cardinals and the Brewers all tight that'd be great yep uh, they're all within two and a half games of each other so uh, yeah Cubs Cubs not good Brewers lost my guy Jimmy Nelson he was their best pitcher he's out for the rest of the year so that's a big blow um, I want and he killed the Dodgers this year he absolutely slaughtered at the Dodgers this year in two starts and really wanted to see the Brewers and Jimmy Nelson take on the Dodgers
0: so that ain't gonna happen. Can, can, tell me, tell me about the Brewers here. They get swept on the road by the Reds last week to begin the week. Then they go yeah. to Wrigley Field and sweep the the Cubs and just annihilate them. Uh, was they like won the Cubs. Fifteen to two, and on Saturday, and they won by a lot on Sunday. Friday's game was a little closer, and then they come back and lose at home to the Pirates. The Pirates have not been playing well lately. Uh, what the hell is going on with Milwaukee?
1: They play. They've played really well in the second half against the Cubs, and they do all these teams—Cubs, Cardinals, Brewers—all play each other. So they're going to get it figured out. Um, yeah, very in, very inconsistent
0: team. I would. They
1: started the second half ten games over five hundred. Uh, they're still seven games over. So. Um, yeah, bad to lose to the Reds for God's sakes But then they go and sweep the Cubs So what What the hell, what the hell
0: They will get a one uh, I mean, hopefully you can beat the Pirates Here and hopefully gain some games or, you know, gain some ground on the Cubs here this weekend because the Cubs and Cardinals play. So if those two teams can beat up on each other, that would be great. I would love to see the Brewers win. I would even like to see the Cardinals win over the Cubs. I'll, I'll just No, be, no, I'm You're better than
1: that. You're better than that. <laughs> but Cardinals, for Christ's sake, come to okay. hell.
0: Well, I mean, I don't think the Cardinals have a great chance anyway to win it, but I don't want to see the Cubs win it again. Just hear all hey, this... You, you'd
1: rather have the Rockies in there. You'd rather have the
0: oh, Brewers. Yes. yes, I want the Brewers uh, in there. There for sure, um, and the and the Rockies. Um, so th- yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens, what goes on here.
1: Rock- right. Rockies, as far as looking at the last weekend, there's not a whole lot of matchups. i are like, all right, these two teams are both in it. Um, Brewers end with the Cardinals, so that could be something. It's at St. Louis, and you have the Dodgers and the Rockies. So if the Dodgers give a shit. And if they're good again, and the Rockies, they may lose a couple games here. We'll see what happens with the Brewers and St. Louis the last week.
0: Um, I don't have any, uh, who's your, uh, obscure pitcher or hitter of the week?
1: Mm, an obscure one, you say?
0: An obscure one, yes.
1: Mm, there's a guy, a random guy for the Brewers, since we talked about the Brewers. His name is Brandon Woodruff. Uh, he's a starter. He's uh, done okay. Brandon Woodruff, and he'll be they'll be relying on him more with Jim Nelson out. So Woodruff, your guy of the week.
0: All right, Bruce, that's great. Um, I don't know if you saw this here. I, I'm sure you. I mean, we, we all know by now. Some 140 Americans, or 140 million Americans, excuse me. Could be impacted by the Equifax uh, data breach. Uh, some hackers. This? Yeah, did you hear about Equifax getting you
1: know? I don't think so.
0: Do. Uh, Equifax Stop. is some big like credit manager, and they their systems got hacked. So, some 140 million people's uh, you know it, personal information, you know the bank account information. It's it's all been stolen by a hacker. Yeah. Um, so I don't Good. know if if this is the if this is the case regarding Twitter but I got one funny story here for you. Um, 45, 45. No, we, we know who we're referring to. Okay. Um, tweets out 10:09 p.m. on September 11th. No, nope. on on uh, 10:09 p.m. on Saturday, September 9th. So I don't know if he was hacked. The, the, this is the whole reason why yeah. I'm, I'm tying in the Equifax thing here. Uh, Georgia Southern lost 22 to 12 to New Hampshire. It was in Georgia Southern. Not good. Uh, 45 tweets. My beloved Ga Southern Eagles don't deserve this. Tyson has to go. Sad. Exclamation point. This then is quoted by them. Gotta boys. Uh, that's the Twitter handle. And Jarek Mac- and Jerick McKinnon. The only reason I, I saw this is because Jarek McKinnon is a Georgia Southern alum, and he says what? Uh, it's got to be fake. So I don't know.
1: Really, it's that can't be his real accounts.
0: It says at Re-, the 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 handle is at real Donald Trump. It's got to be. I got fake. to
1: imagine this was. You saw this on Twitter like it was I, a described Zuma was a screenshot that somebody made up. I would assume.
0: I I have to imagine here if okay, if you do a quick search here of
1: this, I, it's not on his page. It's not on Donald Trump's Twitter.
0: So yeah, September 9th. So, and, and there's this, a
1: hurricane thing, a hurricane thing, a bunch of hurricane stuff from September 9th.
0: That's why I said it, it had to be fake here, but I just found yeah. it amazing cuz if you go to Jarek McKinnon's Web, uh, if you go to his page, he tweets. Um, <laughs> he says what on September 9th and yeah, I mean, then uh, Kev at at Tiki Taka Wanayama uh, says it's fake, Jarek. That that's that's fine. It has to be, but uh, that uh, yes. that that's uh, the same people who did this stuff at Equifax has now gotten into. Uh, uh, Forty-five, uh, the president's uh, Twitter account. Uh, this, uh, this something has to be done here.
1: He's going after my guy, Southern our guy, Southern. Spot. Don't like it.
0: Don't like it. So, I don't know. That, that's it. That's your a... interesting story. That's why I say, like, I didn't. I had to have thought it was. Good. <laughs> I had to have thought it was fake. Like, there's just no reason. Like, I have no idea well, what's there's... going on. But I mean, this, this is. This... You
1: look at it. There's. 50,000 retweets and 140,000 likes for the goddamn got a southern tweet from the president. So I think that would be, uh, yeah. If it, you know, not, not real, fake tweets, uh, but funny, whoever did it, thumbs yeah. up to that
0: guy. Yeah. So, so that's very funny. funny. Like I said, I, uh, it, it, it couldn't have been real, but it's it just something that, that was very funny. I was like, whoa, when I, when I saw this, I'm like, um, okay. Uh, <laughs> good job, Equifax. Good job. Um, yeah, so I don't have anything else. Uh, do you have anything else?
1: I don't have anything else. All right, um, one thing SDSU should stop wearing black uniforms, but that's that's just how I feel. Enough with the black uniforms. Enough.
0: Did you watch this game Saturday night?
1: No, I've not watched an SDSU television. I want to say I haven't watched one since the Montana playoff game in, what, 07? Oh,
0: God, don't bring that but, up. No, that... Honest,
1: <laughs> I mean, I... I've not, I've not seen one of their playoff games. I've not seen one game they played against North Dakota State on team. I, I don't... know. I do not watch SDSU football. I, I'll, I'll probably be up for a game or two watching them on TV. No, I have not... No, that is not intrigue me or interest me
0: whatsoever. Okay. Up. Uh... The, SDSU nearly pissed it down their legs um, Saturday night. That that was not good, and, and North Dakota State beat the piss out of Eastern Washington. Uh, granted, Eastern Washington is not nearly as good last uh, this year as they are last year. I would, I mean, they're good, but this would seem to be a transition year after losing Cooper Cup. I mean, I would imagine it's kind of like what SDSU is going to be next year after losing Goddard and Wenneke. But interestingly enough, I mean, Wenicki has five catches for like 65 yards or something like that. Uh, Goddard has 11 for 132. So I'm wondering if t- defenses are like ho- just honing in on on when a key Is this game plan? Because he only has 10 catches through two games. This is a uh, slightly concerning to me. Uh, two, games, two games. I know. I know. That's why I don't think it. Or maybe it's 11. He's got 11 or 12 catches. But it's. Um, yeah. It, overall, like the I don't know what happened. I was following along with this game, and the Jacks were up twenty-four to seven at half, and then in the end, I mean, it's it's it, what thirty-one twenty-seven because Chase Vinatieri does a fake field goal. He runs a fake field goal in for a touchdown. Chase Vinatieri, um, Adam Vinatieri's nephew. Great stuff here.
1: He was a uh, he was a receiver. went to Roosevelt. He was a receiver in high school.
0: Yes, yes he was. All-state wide receiver.
1: Stiggle Myers is going to be on the coach's show on Wednesday coming up uh, next week. So I want to ask him, who the hell's decision is it on the black jerseys? I assume it's the players. Uh, This week they're doing some damn Twitter poll. You, uh, blue and white, yellow and white, blue and yellow, whatever the hell you want to pick. And I want to know what his involvement was in that fake field goal, which I would assume was not much. I'd assume it was, Coach, do you want to do this? I would say he would say yes. Well, I assume it was somebody else's idea. He had to approve it. And that was
0: that. I'd assume so. Like I said, they get Drake this week. So get 3-0, get healed up, get ready for the bye, or, you know, head into the bye week, get healthy. Missouri Valley Conference uh, slate awaits here with One Youngstown State. Point, I-
1: I talked about the polls last week.
0: Yes, and I saw you have. Um, I saw something on Twitter today about the high school. football. Right.
1: The number one team in 11B lost to the number one team in 11A. It's one class above them. People dropped them. Enough people dropped them that they that they came in at number two. I put them at number one. They lost to Madison. You're familiar with Madison. They're I really am. Good. They're really good. Madison beat them like 33 to six. That's what you would probably expect. I beat them by, you know, three, four touchdowns, 25, 27 points. People dropped. I don't know how losing to the best team in the class above you means that you are no longer the best team in the class you were in. I don't get it. Some people put Sturgis in their top five. Uh, believe you, believe me, when I say Sturgis, is the worst thing I've ever seen in life. Sturgis football, I've never seen anything worse in my life.
0: Uh, they
1: are the Trump... Trump of football teams. The Trump of
0: football teams. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. What? Uh, what? When will? What's it going to take for us to like stop with rankings? Rankings, and nothing. But, nothing. Okay. I mean, but the, they long seem long. to be a bit of a farce here. If you were to get away with rankings, how would you? Um, how would, how would you get teams to the playoffs? I guess that's my real question because, like, do you just, is it just purely like computers like BCS related where you just do like strength of schedule and records and high all this stuff? Talk, uh, high school, high school.
1: Well, for here, I mean, they, they have power points, seed points. You get more points, the better team. It's all based on winning percentage. So if you beat a team that's seven and one, that's going to be worth more points than beating a team that's Two and
0: 500, six.
1: Right. which it's basically just, you know, it's a simple formula. I wish they would maybe divide it. It's divided into fours, um, over 750, uh, 750 to 500, 500 to like 250 and 250 and under. And you get certain points, you get more points if you win or if you lose, you get more points if you beat a good team versus a bad team and I think they may do something with if you play a team a class above or below you there's more points or less points they're involved so that's how they decide the playoffs. so the rankings don't matter rankings don't matter and they matter I guess in the BCS they didn't matter it was all based on a number and a formula with the playoff you got some people have to come up with the top four but again FBS college football is the only sports in which rankings are used to, I mean FCS they rank them but they put them in a tournament a 2014 tournament NFL based on wins high school here based on wins and your seed points and all that stuff so mm-hmm. all, the, all the rankings are to me especially in high school football it's just something to talk about oh number one's playing number two number four's playing number five this week number one's playing number four that's all it is all
0: right I, I agree I mean it's just I, I agree I think for
1: discussion, for discussion purposes
0: Yes Oh you're saying That's what the rankings are for For discussion purposes Yeah
1: just for Yeah I mean I mean right now In the NFL power rankings Just I don't know when this started I'm sure a lot of people Would put the Chiefs At number one right now Everybody put New England I'm sure number one At the beginning of the year And I would assume The Chiefs will be number one I guess what we,
0: I mean, do you pay attention, like we pay attention to, or you especially pay attention to, you know, pro football focus with, with the rankings of the tackles and stuff. Um, th- does the football power index do anything for you? Because I saw like the, the Ravens are 10th. Or we're 10th headed into today and I have to imagine now that after the Vikings performance that they would jump into the football power index does that help does, does that change anything over a ranking I guess or is that essentially the same damn thing
1: no at least you're basing it on
0: <clears throat> right
1: you're basing it on a formula of sorts you're taking in the data and saying, alright this team beat this team by so many points they perform this well uh they beat a good team they beat a bad at least that's something at least that's something but at the end of the year it doesn't take a genius to figure out. All right, the team that's thirteen and three is probably going to be pretty high in those rankings. The team that's two and fourteen is going to be at the bottom. So I mean, it's 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 better. Yeah, you use something that's that's fine with me. No.
0: very good. All right. Uh, until next week, my friend. Uh, we will talk to you later.
1: All right. Have a good week. Uh, watch at least an inning of baseball, and uh, and and there you go.
0: Yes, and the uh, the shit that happens on Saturday with college football.
1: Yeah, need a good week. Need get a good week, a good, a good week for him. Get a good
0: week. That's right. Thank you, my friend. All right, we'll see you later. Travis Crins joining us here, at Sports Block Podcast. Uh, appreciate his time and perspective as always. Again, you can find the Twenty Eighty Baseball Podcast online on iTunes. It's a 2080 baseball podcast, as well as this podcast, the Sports Block podcast, online on iTunes. Otherwise, uh, follow me on Twitter at Stackin or on Facebook Nathan Stacken. Try and have this podcast posted middle to the later part of the week. Uh, good stuff there. As always, NFL season. It was not a good week for the NFL. Uh, we'll, we'll briefly break down what happened in the games, and then make predictions for next week coming up later. Don't know if we'll have Charlie Hildebrand on this week or not. Uh, if not, we will get him next week. Uh, you know, maybe, but yeah, we'll we'll just see what happens here. But uh, we'll we'll continue on here on the Sports Block podcast with, uh, like say, either Charlie, or we'll wrap it up with the uh, with the football stuff. So we just don't know. But otherwise, not not a whole lot here. Uh, from what I can see, I mean, we're really all just focused on pro football, college football, in. And baseball right now. Nothing else wrong with that. At least not that I can see.
2: Like I say, you're listening to the Sports Block Podcast. Now available on iTunes. We are going to wait to get Charlie on next week. Get his thoughts on college football then. Ben. So we will wrap up this week's the Sports Block Podcast with a, a quick recap of what happened in the NFL. And uh, pick next week's games, because we were bad enough last week. Let's just go ahead and do it this week as well. So, again, Thursday night, the Super Bowl champion Patriots unveiled their fifth banner. It was a huge celebration. Roger Goodell was there. He got booed, and it started out really great. Uh, The Patriots moved down the field very quickly, scored a touchdown, and it looked really like you know that they, they were gonna crush Kansas City, especially after Kareem Hunt fumbled on his very first carry. Never fumbled in college. And here Kareem Hunt fumbles on his very first carry against the Super Bowl champs. But the Patriots stopped the or the the Chiefs stopped the Patriots on fourth and one, and that was a huge momentum swing in the game. The the Chiefs would uh, score a touchdown on the next possession, tie it up at seven, and then they would score right before half to make it 17-14. Uh, Patriots and in, in the they pulled away in the fourth quarter with three touchdowns and boy, uh, Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt long touchdowns, they were phenomenal. Alex Smith was out of, played out of his mind with over 300 yards, and the Chiefs win 42-27. A huge. Win for them, and it shot the Patriots. Uh, However, the Chiefs did lose Eric Berry to the year with a torn Achilles, so that of course is not good for them. On Sunday, then uh, to Sunday's games, the Detroit Lions, Matthew and uh, you know Arizona, Detroit, Matthew Stafford, very first throw of the 2017-18 season throws a pick-six. Is that an omen? A bad omen for the Lions? Well. Not as bad as it was for the Cardinals. Uh, Matthew Stafford would rally to throw four touchdowns. Lions win 35-23. Carson Palmer had a terrible game throwing three interceptions. Uh, He was absolutely atrocious. But of even more consequence for the Cardinals is that David Johnson dislocated his wrist. And he will undergo surgery and and miss two to three months. That is not good news at all for the Arizona Cardinals in their season. Arizona, I thought, had a very good chance to make the playoffs this year. Uh, after what Carson showed me, and of course losing David Johnson, I have to think that's probably not going to happen now. Bills beat the Jets twenty-one to twelve. Not much to see here. Not much to talk about. The Bills dominated the first half, but uh, you know, interception in the red zone and a missed field goal kind of kept this game a lot closer, but. Tyra Taylor and LaShawn McCoy, they do enough. They put the Jets away 21-12. Uh, in the first half, they outgained the Jets 235-86. to Yeah, the, the Jets are going to be bad this year. Atlanta's Super Bowl hangover certainly looked like it against Chicago. That's why so many people thought this game was going to be close. Uh, Austin Hooper had a magnificent game. Two catches, two, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, the 88-yard Touchdown that he had, the longest by a tight end uh, to open a regular season game in NFL history. But the Bears had a chance at the end. uh, Four chances inside the 10. Can't get anything done. uh, Glennon gets sacked on fourth down, and the the Falcons survive. And I think they just needed this one win to kind of get the monkey off the back, but they do have the Packers coming up this week. We'll pick that game here in just a moment. They will need to play much better to beat the Packers. They cannot play like they did against Chicago and expect to beat Green Bay. Andy Dalton was absolutely atrocious, uh, an abomination of a game for the Bengals. Dalton had four interceptions and a fumble, and the Bengals were shut out at home by the Baltimore Ravens, 20 to nothing. The Ravens' defense looks really good, and, I mean, it... it the offense wasn't great, and they do lose Danny Woodhead to a hamstring injury. He's going to be out six to eight weeks. But it's a. Uh, I mean, that, that defense looks formidable, but Cincinnati needs to figure out something fast. Otherwise, this season's going to go south in a hurry. Pittsburgh survives Cleveland 21 to 18. Deshaun Kaiser played, I thought, very well in his uh, debut rookie quarterback from Notre Dame. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was at, he didn't do anything in this game. I don't know if that's a result of him not being in training camp or, um, sorry, I lost, lost my train of thought there. You know, training camp or you no know, preseason games just arriving last week, but he did not play well. That's certainly a cause for concern for fantasy owners. But that aside, Pittsburgh does survive 21-18, and we will see what they can do this week against Minnesota. They certainly have to play better. One of the stunners of the week was in Houston, where the Jaguars lit up the Texans, 29 to 7. Their defense had 10 sacks, what four, you know, four turnovers. They were absolutely phenomenal. Deshaun Watson relieves Tom Savage at the end of the at the beginning of the second half, leads the Texans on a on a touchdown drive. So the Deshaun Watson era in Houston does appear to be starting much sooner. Than what they expected but uh, Leonard Fournette had a great game so this rookie running back class extremely good and the Jaguars stunned Houston 29-7. The Raiders beat the Titans 26-16 in Nashville. Uh, Derek Carr played really well. Mark Spariota didn't play terribly but you know no Sebastian Janikowski for Oakland in this one but uh, Giorgio Tev- Tevicho kicked four field goals and he was great for the Raiders in his debut they win 26-16 but of note as we discussed a little earlier it was Tony Romo that stole the show with his debut in the broadcast booth alongside Jim Nance on CBS he was very good Carson Wentz started out extremely hot uh, 9-12 for 112 yards and two touchdowns. The Eagles race out to a 13-0 lead, and then their defense turned it up late, getting an interception in the red zone to prevent Washington from taking the lead when it was 19-17, and then they forced a fumble and returned it for a touchdown. They beat Washington 30-17. to Kirk Cousins was not very good in this one. Uh, pretty impressive win by the Eagles, and it looks like it could be a long year. Potentially in Washington, they might have a difficult game this week against the Rams. Speaking of the Rams, they annihilated the Colts 46 to 9, and as discussed, uh, the Rams had two defensive touchdowns. The Jared Goff was very good at quarterback. I mean, the Colts defense is certainly not good, but he played very well. Cooper Cup, uh, the uh, the rookie wide receiver from Eastern Washington had a touchdown and a number of targets. That defense was great, but Scott Tolzien is just can't play quarterback here in the NFL. He he just absolutely can't. So the Rams take down the Colts forty-six to nine. Again, Colin Kaepernick still available. Packers win seventeen to nine over the Seahawks. The Seahawks' offense was terrible. The offensive line was absolutely atrocious. Of oh, goodness for them, at least Blair Walsh made three all three of his field goal attempts, which is, I think, got to make Vikings fans a little sick. Uh, This was a difficult game for the Packers. They did seem to receive a few beneficial calls. Uh, Jeremy Lane, the Seahawks cornerback, got ejected for supposedly throwing a punch that he did not, by all appearances, a block in the back on a pick six. That was borderline at best, but the Packers, better offense. They take down the Seahawks 17-9. I went with an upset special. I thought San Francisco could beat Carolina, especially with Cam Newton, maybe being a little rusty, and he was rusty in this one, but the 49ers' offense was terrible. The Panthers' defense was great, and the Panthers take down this, the 49ers 23-3. to um, Not very many people in San Francisco to watch this one. It's a hot day, so that, that does factor into it, but yeah, not good. Overall, the Cowboys take down the Giants 19-3, hashtag as expected. Ezekiel Elliott had over 100 yards rushing. Uh, the defense played really well, the Giants were without Odell Beckham Jr., so that, I thought, was going to be a cause for concern for them headed into this one. But uh, they, they served, Eli Manning and the Giants' offense was bad. The defense wasn't terrible, but not great. Uh, they have a lot of work ahead of them. Here, hopefully, Beckham can, or OBJ can come back. But the Cowboys beat the Giants 19-3. Vikings beat the Saints 29-19. Very good game for them. Sam Bradford, 27-32, 346 yards, three touchdowns. He was absolutely phenomenal. Defense played great. Uh, they kept the Saints out of the end zone until late Drew Brees' touchdown. So, and when you take a look at Brees' line, 291 yards and a touchdown, a lot of those yards. In the second half, came up with garbage at the, during garbage time. Dalvin Cook sets a new Vikings rookie record for rushing yards in a debut, 127 yards, 20 better than Adrian Peterson, former Viking running back, only had six carries for 18 yards, so not a good debut for him. And the final game, the Monday Night Football nightcap, was Denver taking down St. Er, St. I almost said San Diego. They took down Los Angeles 24-21. Broncos were up 24-7 to in this one. A couple of turnovers. Uh, gave Phillip Rivers and company uh, a chance to cut in lead, and they did. Make it a three-point game. And then their rookie field goal kicker from South Korea. Uh, I'm not even, I don't even want to. Uh, uh, Young Ho Koo is his name. Made it feel a field goal, but the Broncos had called timeout right before he, he kicked it. So, on the redo, the Broncos blocked the field goal, and the they escape with a 24-21 win over the Chargers. Chargers, I think, are going to be okay this year now, better possibly than some expect. Though they were kind of a sleeper playoff team, Denver not expecting much from them. So, that brings us to week two here, and it uh, so, picks last week were not great. Official picks will come in the stack on Friday at stackattack.sportsblog.com, but here's what we're looking at for week two. Houston at Cincinnati, uh, Thursday, September 15th, 7.25 p.m. Central Time, 8.25 p.m. Eastern on the NFL Network. Desperate game, I think, for both teams. Both teams are 0-1-1. Texans starting to Sean Watson, though. I think the Bengals might just have a little bit more. Andy Dalton can't play worse than he did uh, last time, so... I'll give them a slight edge, but I don't. I pick them with not much confidence at all whatsoever. Vikings at Steelers is going to be at 1 p.m. Eastern and Central time on Fox on Sunday. Uh, the Vikings can really show us a lot uh, that it wasn't a fluke against the Saints with their offense, their offensive line, and move, being able to move the ball down the field going to be tough against the Steelers. I think the Steelers get their offense going, and they will take down the Vikings in this one. Cleveland at Baltimore, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. Brown's showing me something, but the Ravens' defense is going to make life miserable for Deshaun Kaiser. Their offense gets enough done. Low-scoring game here. I do like the Ravens in this one. Buffalo at Carolina, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. Sean McDermott, Bills' head coach, used to be the defense coordinator in Carolina. I don't think it's going to matter. I like Carolina to beat the Bills during this one, though it will be, I think, a little closer than people expect. Arizona at Indianapolis, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. Uh, this looks like a terrible game now. Uh, I would have picked the Cardinals had they, uh, if they had David Johnson. I'm still going to pick them because they are better than Indianapolis, but that. that I don't say that with much confidence, especially after the way Carson looked, but I will take Arizona over Indianapolis. Tennessee at Jacksonville, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on CBS. Jacksonville looked great. Uh, Tennessee cannot fall into an 0-2 hole. I'm going to take the Titans in this one. I don't Again, I, the, the model of week two is I don't say it with much confidence, uh, but I do think the Titans can get this win here. Uh, They played Oakland tough. Oakland's a good team. I think Jacksonville falls back down to earth a little bit. Marks Mariota and company get the job done against a good defensive team in Jacksonville. Philadelphia at Kansas City. 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. This game, you know, Carson Wentz looked great. He threw for over 300 yards. Alex Smith threw for over 300 yards last week. A sneaky good uh, game between two 1-0 teams. Kansas City playing at home defense, even without Eric Berry, will get to Carson Wentz and company. I like the Chiefs in this one. Brandon Cooks returns home. The New England Patriots at the New Orleans Saints, 1 p.m. Eastern, and Central time on CBS. The Saints, figuring out what they need to do on offense. Defense is still a little bad. And Tom Brady's salty after a loss, and he's due to, for it now for over a week. Patriots win big in this one. Chicago Bears at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. Uh, Bears just lost Kevin White, their wide receiver, without Cameron Meredith. Buccaneers, emotional return following Irma. It's going to be okay in the Tampa area to play this game. Tampa Bay will win by at least two scores. Miami Dolphins at the Los Angeles Chargers, 4 05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Tough game to pick. Chargers' home debut in their less than 30,000-seat stadium. Uh, Miami's good. Chargers showed me something last week. I will take them to beat Miami, uh, even though Miami's been out on the coast for a while now. But I will take the Chargers over the Dolphins. Jets at the Raiders, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. This one I can say with confidence. The Raiders are going to win. The Jets are awful. Taking the Raiders. Dallas at Denver, four twenty five PM Eastern, three twenty five PM Central Time on Fox. For whatever reason, I think Denver's defense can do enough against Dallas, and their offense wasn't great. I, I don't like Denver this year. But I think they can beat Dallas. I think Dallas is in for a bit of a tough matchup here. I like them to I'd like Denver to squeak one out against Dallas in a minor upset. Washington at the Los Angeles Rams, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Rams are favored in this one. I know, it's a shock, but that defense, Kirk Cousins looked bad last week against Philadelphia at home. Imagine what Los Angeles can do, and Aaron Donald might play in this one. Uh, I like the Rams to improve to 2-0, take down Washington. San Francisco at Seattle, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. 49ers defensive front four is good. Seahawks offensive line is not very good. That could make this game a little closer, but the Seahawks defense will be too good in this one for the overmatched 49ers offense. i like Seattle to win by uh, fairly easily going away. Green Bay at Atlanta, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central Time on NBC. Falcons opening up the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The Packers last year had to open up... uh, were there when Minnesota opened up their new stadium, U.S. Bank Stadium, in Week 2 on Sunday Night Football. They lost that one. Falcons need to play better than they did against Chicago, and I think they will. I I will take Atlanta to beat Green Bay barely, but they will win. And then Detroit at the New York Giants, Monday Night Football, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Giants looked atrocious last week. Matthew Stafford and company looked really good. I think though, you know, if OBJ plays, changes everything for the Giants. Changes everything offensively. They're in a desperate situation here. New York will win over Detroit. That's what we got for week two in the NFL. For again, for the official picks and scores, go to StackAttack.SportsBlog.com on Friday. We'll make our Football Friday predictions in the stack. Thanks as always to Travis for joining us. Charlie will join us next week for some college football talk. Again, thoughts to everyone who have been impacted by Hurricane Irma. Um, regarding the college football games, getting uh, some of them getting canceled. I'm not sure I quite get it. I do get it. But um, given the destruction in the area, it, it does make some sense. So uh, thoughts to everyone out there. And uh, no hurricanes this week that'll impact any games. I don't think Jose is going to make any sort of landfall on the U.S. At least not yet. Not that I'm not that I'm hearing. That's your meteorologist talking. Yeah. So thank you for listening to this week's the Sports Block podcast. Uh, again, you can find this on iTunes. Just search Sports Block podcast. Otherwise, follow me on Twitter at ndsagin or um, you look, follow or you can. Check it out on my Facebook page, Nathan Sack and we'll have this podcast posted up middle to later part of the week. Uh, so thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the, this week's podcast. We'll be back with more next week. Also an SDSU podcast later on this week. So we'll also check that out here. But for now, that's all we have for this week. Join us again next week. Thank you for listening. Hope you tune in again next week. Nathan Sacken saying thank you. You've been listening to the Sports Block Podcast.